Hello, friends, and welcome to the brand new season of 2023. I am so excited to have you here with me today and really excited to introduce to you Katie Holder during this episode, who's going to be my co-host, at least for this season, where we're going to really be more intentionally incorporating the body into our discussion about how women are healed, equipped, and released into their mission, into their purpose. So I'm really excited for Katie to bring her expertise into the conversation. And so she will introduce herself in a moment at the beginning of the episode. So I won't say much more there, but I also wanted to let you know as per the last episode of 2022, that registration is open for the group experience of the Restore Marriage um, online course that my friend Patrick created that was going to be a unique experience where you will have access to the pre-recorded course itself, but every week uh, Patrick and I will be leading a group experience uh, with accountability, with question and answer to really help you get the most out of your experience. This is going to be a really amazing opportunity for all marriages. I mean, whether you're someone who's really in the midst of a struggle right now, or you're someone who's just really wanting to be intentional about growing in intimacy, growing in communication, and all the important things that marriage needs. This is really a foundational, uh, a course that's going to give you all the foundational tools that you need to really launch your marriage to a new level in the new year. So I really hope you'll consider checking it out. I will put the link to registration in the show notes. It's super affordable. We intentionally made it that way. So it'd be accessible to all marriages, to all people. So please check that out. And without further ado, I will launch today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. Hello, and welcome to the Heal, Equip, and Release podcast. I'm your host, Karen Cruz. Through my work as a licensed counselor, I have developed a passion and hunger to see more women set free as they are healed, equipped, and released into their God-given identity and purpose. Scripture tells us that God has made each one of us with a specific plan and purpose in mind, and His plan for our lives is meant to lead us to a future of hope, blessing, and unshakable peace. However, today many of us find that we are far from experiencing this promise in our daily lives. The truth is that we are in a war, and the battle plan of our enemy is to wound us in such a way that we miss out on the fullness of God's vision for our lives. In this podcast, I will help you explore and experience the love, truth, beauty, and goodness of God that has the power to heal your heart, renew your mind, reignite your spirit, and set you free to joyfully fulfill the unique mission God has placed on your life. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pooh wanting 23 season of the Heal, Equip, and Release podcast. I'm so excited to be with you. I'm here today with a friend, Katie Holder, that I'm going to introduce to you. I know it has been an interesting 2022, uh, at least as far as the podcast goes, with a little on and off with recording, but um, God has just really put a really solid vision in my heart for this new year, and Katie is a part of it. And you know, in this new year, the, the whole mission of Heal, Equip, and Release, just to, to help give women the tools they need to live the life that God has called them to live for themselves, for their families. And what I've been noticing is, you know, the last, I began this podcast at the beginning of 2020 and really have focused a lot in the mind and spiritual realm. And it's just been in my heart in a big way that 
the body has been missing <laughs> in the conversation. I've been praying about how to incorporate that more. And the Lord just kind of reminded me of this friend, this friend Katie, who um, <laughs> it, it's wonderful, guys. I can't wait to have her sh- and share a little bit more about herself here, but she is a registered dietitian, nutritionist, specializing in eating disorder treatment. And, um, she's also like me, a mom of seven. My seventh is, uh, in my womb still, but we are in, in very similar, um, ways of doing life where we're balancing, um, just our, our call to help women in a professional way to heal, but also wanting to bring healing to our families and to our marriages and putting God in our families first. And like probably many of you out there trying to find that balance, um, whatever that word means, <laughs> balance. But I know seeking for his kingdom and and just this vision of bringing healing is is really near and dear to Katie's heart. And so Lord really just brought us together. And so we're launching this this season um, together, bringing our professional backgrounds, but also just our our real life experience. We both have experienced homeschooling, Katie's homeschooling, believe it or not, in the midst of our professional work and being a mom. Um, with God, we can do all things. And, uh, and yeah, anyway, I'm going to stop talking. Katie, thank you so much for being here. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, like personally, professionally, introduce yourself too. Yeah, thanks. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I am... I live in North Carolina. I have seven kiddos. My oldest is 11. My youngest is seven months. Yeah, she just hit the seven month mark. And we have um, three boys and four awesome girls. Um, So we do homeschool. We've homeschooled from the beginning. Um, Every year I think, do I want to homeschool again this year? And somehow we end up doing it another year. And actually, I genuinely love schooling my kiddos. Um, Professionally, I'm a registered dietitian and nutritionist. I'm also a certified eating disorder specialist. So I've spent the last um, 10 years working with clients who struggle with disordered eating. And I feel like right underneath my family and homeschooling, it is probably my number one passion below those things is just helping not just women, but children, women, men heal their relationships with their body, heal their bodies and um, really understand how their body was created by God. Like what's it supposed to be doing this time, this season, what does it look like to nourish it? How do we let go of, you know, all the messages that are told in society in so many different ways and really learn to, uh, I guess, work to understand their personal body, where it is in this season of life, depending on, you know, what they have going on and how to have a really peaceful relationship with it. And then take that body and then go live out the call that God has for them. Um, so yeah, no, I'm excited. And I know you and I, a couple of years ago, did a podcast. We were connected from a mutual friend. And I just think it's funny how I had had on my heart for a while. I have this desire to really equip families because in my work, you know, I work with people across the spectrum um, of age. And um, so I work with kids as young as four and I work with adults in their 50s and 60s. But kind of one of the foundational things for treatment is to really equip the family is to, is to um, help someone, whoever that person is in front of me to have the resources that they need. And that includes the gift of community. And so I have a really strong passion for um, really healing from the family, the inside out, working with the whole family, not just the, not just the kid, not just the client. 
Um, but trying to bring that gift of community because I believe God created us to live in community. So, and research shows that and um, my clinical experience shows that and if we can get the family engaged and the family working, no matter how young or old the client is, um, healing looks so much different and so much more complete um, than if we focus on the individual alone. So I know we had talked, I'm excited about what we're going to do. I really love the idea of working to give families tools, very practical tools, and um, just to help them, you know, live life in a holistic, loving way. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I'm so excited because guys, this is, it's going to be, this is going to be really powerful. The Lord bringing us together just because we both have so many, so much passion that is so complimentary. And, um, I know that this is a God ordained connection and and I'm really excited for where this podcast is going to go this year. Um, just broadening that scope of just like incorporating the body more intentionally, uh, making it really practical. I mean, we are, we are in the thick of it with you guys as we, it's clearly must be true with, you know, all these kiddos we've got, but, um, but like I said, the Lord is just, you know, for such a time as this, the world is in great need of healing and, um, really, and, and what we're going to kind of talk about, especially in this month of January, um, with the podcast, you know, this is, tis the season of new year's resolutions and, um, people kind of evaluating their lives and, and often, you know, inc- incorporates all of these things, the body, the mind, the spirit, and, you know, we all have really good intentions beginning, our years. And, and what we really felt the Lord put in our hearts was to really speak about building a foundation, um, on, on, on rest, on simplicity. And, and we're going to, in the next few weeks, we're going to talk about the body. We're going to talk about the mind. We're going to talk about the spiritual goals kind of specifically, but in this first episode, um, we really wanted to talk about and and uh, um, like living from rest. You know, we this is really I think if we're really honest and we kind of zoom out on our lives and even our goals. There is no greater gift and no greater need for most of us than peace and rest. And in a world where there's um, a great lack of that, I think if you're just kind of looking around, um, you know, as I've been driving around trying to do the holiday season, yeah, holiday, that's the word, holiday hustle. I live kind of in the country. So I like drive 20 minutes down the road and I'm like, ah, (laughs) everybody just like went into like crazy mode. Um, And it's just like, wow, we, this is, this is a season of, of meaning to, to, to enter in a meeting to enter into rest. And, and so a few years ago, I created a challenge called the enter his rest challenge. It was originally launched in advent. I think it was 2021. I think it was, I don't even remember now, 2020. I don't, I don't remember, but I've done it a few times, but I've sort of um, worked on it, edited a bit. And the Lord really put on my heart to invite people to intentionally begin their year here from a place of rest and that everything flows from that place, from that foundation. Um, you know, that the scripture we, we know, like come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I think this is our inheritance as God's beloved children that I think we, we can say the scriptures and we can hear that idea, but how many of us, I mean, and I'm not pretending like I live in rest all the time here, but that is, that is meant to be like our, um, we're meant to have a resting place in the Lord that we do life from, um, where we seek healing of our body from that place, which is, you know, as Katie's so passionate about 
connected to God's vision and plan for your body that that is meant to not be this pressure, anxiety ridden, um, shame filled experience of how to care for your body. But that is, it just leads to a deeper peace. And as we come into harmony with God's plan for our bodies, as we come into union with him in our minds and in our souls, we, we enter into a place of rest. And so um, that's kind of, that's the overall goal of what we want to talk about in all the different episodes we're going to do this month. But like I said, today, I want to share with you guys this, and Katie, does, this is very organic. Katie doesn't know anything about this, this, uh, this challenge. She just knows it exists. So she's going to ask like real questions as I go through this overview here, because it's a 28 day challenge um, where you're going to get, uh, it's totally free, FYI, um, uh, email if you choose to, if you want them. Um, to you every day with a uh, recorded audio too. If you don't, you know, you just want to listen to it. It's, it's also recorded in the podcast um, and a link to listen to that. So you can listen on your way to work or whatever, but just a kind of meditative way to consider God's invitation to live from rest, to enter into his rest. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot there, but what do you think, Katie? You want to be part of this enter his rest challenge? <laughs> Yeah, I know I do. I, you know, as we've messaged back and forth, I think one of the things you and I have continually talked about is like, we both have this vision and we want to, we want to move forward with the podcast and all these exciting things in the new year. But how does that like actually practically look with 14 kids between the two of us and work and life and all of that. And I know in the last couple of weeks, we both talked about how God continues to draw us back to rest. And so I'm excited to have an opportunity in the next, as we start the new year to have different prompts each day to say, okay, what does that actually practically tangibly look like? Um, how, how do we do life? Right. And still come from a place of rest where we surrender into, you know, God's hands for, um, movement. How, how do we rest and still live life? And so I'm excited to, you know, to learn about it. So tell me like, is it four weeks? What, what yeah. is the goal for each week? Or I'm very goal oriented. So tell me what yes. the kind yes. of like, you will like this. Cause I, I don't tend towards organization naturally <laughs> scattered, but this is very organized. Um, week by week it's 28 days. So four weeks. Um, and it's honestly, it's rooted in my study. I'm really, I've been really intrigued over the last three years, especially two years about like attachment theory and, mm-hmm. um, learning to self-regulate. I don't know if there's kind of a, Oh, a, care, yeah. a counselor therapist term for y'all, but so you have to tell me more about the attachment theory part, but yes. But yeah. Have- yeah. I mean, attachment theory, meaning we learn essentially what we've learned about the brain is that we learn how to return to rest, essentially how to self-regulate our brains kind of get on that mode and learn how to do that really in a big way during the first three years of life. Mm-hmm. But what we also know about the brain is that no matter how uh, disordered or or trauma, even outside of the first three years of life, no matter what happens, our brains can learn to yeah. rest. They can learn. So beautiful how God created us. But the the sort of the outline for this challenge is, is sort of based on the the basic needs we have to feel seen, soothed, safe, and secure. Mm. And that these are meant to be kind of initially provided for us by our caregivers. And the mm-hmm. more, uh, let's say, Predictably, those things are, and regularly, those things are um, given to us, feeling seen, soothed, safe, and secure, the greater ease we have to, throughout life, um, return to rest. Right. Um, oh, and then, regulate. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that what's so amazing about, again, God and our brains is that he, through our spiritual life and through community as well, we can um, fill in those gaps, those places where we didn't get everything we needed in order to learn how to feel safe in order how to, to feel secure. And God can, we can have what's, what's termed an attachment theory as it's, I think it's a weird term, but it's called earned secure attachment, which again, is just, that's the technical term, but essentially it's like, you can establish that through relationships now and God can be one of those relationships. Um, and so this, this, the prayer challenge is kind of rooted in, looking at these different needs and how we can sort of connect with the Lord in a particular way to have those needs met. And so, um, the first week there's four weeks, the first week is focused. I mean, I've entitled the first week practicing vulnerability with God. So essentially it's allowing ourselves to, and and intentionally choosing in this case, because, um, for a lot of us, prayer can feel kind of like a to-do list chore, um, not necessarily something we naturally want to do. And that can make it challenging, clearly. I mean, it's hard to make room for something you're like, it's just something I have to do. Um, And and that's something even I'm always encouraging people, let's be curious about that response. Like, what's that about, you know? Um, Because the truth is God is safe. And, but a lot of times emotionally, we don't, feel that, or we don't feel connected, but there's this kind of act of the will, I would say that can start for, for this challenge where it's like, okay, I'm going to choose to agree with the, the truth that God is safe and that he is somebody I meant to be soothed by and to spend time with and to allow myself to be seen by, and that this is a foundation for, um, creating a sense of safety in the person who can see everything, knows everything, knows me perfectly. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I want to be connected to. So, so this idea that, and we all know vulnerability is a little bit of a buzzword these, these days, vulnerability, um, I'll, you know, Brene Brown, she's kind of famous out there. She talks a lot about this shame and vulnerability. Um, but this idea of being vulnerable with the Lord and in this first week where we're just looking at, uh, what gets in the way of that? Um, and even hearing just begins the first meditation is about um, in the Garden of Eden where God is calling out, where are you? Mm-hmm. Where are you after the fall, after Adam and Eve have you know, eaten the fruit or whatever? And and I always talk about how how we hear that those words makes a really big difference. Is it like, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> Can we get like that angry parent? I know you're somewhere. Yeah. Now we all know God knew where they were, but the idea is like the tone with which you interpret that it is big. And, but, but what my and other people's arguments is that the heart of God wasn't yelling like that. He was like, like, where are you? Like, come out, let me see you. Let's connect. Let's talk about this. Like what just right. happened? Where are you? Like, let your, let yourself be seen by me. And, and that the, the, the inclination after the fall was to hide mm-hmm. in fear and that that's exactly what blocks us from healing and from um, care is that fear, that mm-hmm. shame that that keeps us disconnected. And so it's beginning to, to basically say, I'm going to choose to allow myself to be seen by, by God. God, to be seen in my life as it is now, um, knowing that he already knows, you know, anyway, right. but that he's not coming to you from a place of, of harshness and judgment, condemnation, and that there can be a tension there because we can have this, um, emotional response that feels, um, 
like he is coming from that place. And it's hard to just sometimes turn that off. But again, Mm -hmm. like a lot of things, it can take some practice and just some self-awareness that that's there. You know, like in other things we might be afraid of that aren't actually dangerous. We kind of sometimes have to say, all right, I can do this. And, And depending on where you're at, this may or may not be intimidating, you know, this idea of opening your heart to God, but it really is you know, this, that you think about as a baby, like they are completely vulnerable. Like there is no greater time of vulnerability than the infancy stage. Right. Right. They have to be totally trusting and dependent. They don't have any other way of being, they don't know anything else, but, but as we're trying to heal these things, we can choose something. So it's letting ourselves be exposed to the Lord. And that's that first week and just different meditations on that on, on naming that fear, um, addressing the desire of your heart and and different things. So for lack of time, I'm not going to go into that. You can check it out on the website to see for yourself. Um, and I'll, and I'll send you the link to that, but that's, that's for week one is vulnerability. So. Well, no, I love that. I think, um, I think that we come into this world and, you know, I, I firmly believe God picks every family totally believe that. I also believe that we are all sinful and fall short of the glory of God. And so we, we bring into our families imperfections. And I think sometimes that can shadow or color our vision towards even God. And I love the idea of just sitting and being vulnerable because, you know, how can you genuinely truly rest if you're not willing to be vulnerable? And, um, and if, you know, depending on our life's experiences or not necessarily family bonds, but just life experiences in general, it can make the idea of being vulnerable, very uncomfortable and very challenging. So, um, no, I think that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. And and just as a side note, learning to, uh, name and sit with that discomfort is a big part of healing. I think lots of times we're like, if I feel uncomfortable with something bad's happening, like I need to stop this, but learning to name it and be aware of it. And then I think the more you invite the Lord into that awareness, and surrender it, so much can happen. So anyway, clearly this this challenge will lead you into more details of this, but that's week one. Week two is receptivity, um, receiving God's perfect love. So when we're vulnerable, the idea is like, you know, just like a a child, I'm vulnerable, I have needs, and the parent responds um, with the care that they need, with the love. Um, we know that brain and brain development the, of an infant or, or child in those first three years, so much of brain development is connected to joy and connected to um, the joy of being with and being loved and the experience of that. I mean, we know a child can have like failure to thrive. Like we t- they have the, the studies in orphanages and stuff like that that are super heartbreaking where children literally don't live for lack of love. Like they can have all their basic needs taken no. care for. But it's it's amazing. Like we need love. We need to feel seen, um, cared for, held, soothed, everything. So, so this idea that there's a, a response, not just of letting yourself seen, but then being seen, but of receiving. So it's looking into that and our struggle to receive, our struggle to trust, essentially, is where this all comes back to. Mm-hmm. Are you able, will you actually care for me if I let you all this? Um, letting your weakness, one of the, one of the days is letting your weakness become a bridge. A lot of times we think our weakness is an obstacle to God's love and it's not. I mean, that's one of the biggest lies of the enemy is, oh, you're weak. Hide that. That's going to be a problem. You know, Um, God just wants to pour into those weaknesses. Yes. And again, the receptivity. So knowing and choosing to believe that he's safe and then choosing to sit and just receive and even to ask. And so a lot of this will be 
like asking, receiving. Um, so you are God's beloved. You are precious. You're protected. These are all root. All these meditations are, are rooted in some way in scripture. Um, just contemplating the kindness of God. Um, and just even one of the, one of the meditations is about from the, the prodigal, uh, the prodigal son story in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so how often, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, be either in the prodigal son, like I'm, I'm lost and running mm-hmm. afraid, or I'm this overperforming. I'm going to do all these things for God and do all the right things. But each one lacks intimacy. Each one lacks trust, right. just responding on different ends of the spectrum. And so often we are on one end or the other, but lacking that trustful, close relationship. And we're called to come from either end to the love, perfect love of the father and to rest there and receive that ridiculous, extravagant love. You know, and that, that gospel um, parable is, is a great place for meditation. So receptivity being a huge piece of healing and of finding rest, um, exposing our weakness and then week two choosing to receive, looking at our struggle to receive and, and to kind of begin practicing that more intentionally. Mm-hmm. And then week three, um, looks at our desires, um, giving God the desires of our heart. So, you know, at the end of the day, when we're looking at whatever's disrupting our rest, it's often rooted in unmet things we think we need, or we want, or we're worried about something not happening that we need, think we need to happen. And, there's a lot of I mean, worry, essentially, um, and this sense that even when it comes to our relationship with God, and this was a really big turning point in my own journey, was just recognizing that God actually saw these desires of my heart, um, you know, from the most like basic needs of like you know, providing, providing for the needs of a family, paying your bills, that kind of stuff, to just like dreams and hopes, um, and that he sees it all and he's given us all those good desires and that we can trust him with them and that he actually wants to help us and that he actually, um, cares, you know, and I used to think God was just interested in the, you know, the big things like follow the 10 commandments, do all the rules. And then we're good. And it was kind of like the extent of our relationship and then learning how to, um, like express and share and trust him with all the different desires and, and fears and, you know, dreams, all the different things. Um, because I, yeah, I, I think he puts them there to begin with. Right, exactly. Yeah, totally. I mean, he made yeah. our hearts. Now, there can be some disordered desires that often you can explore and find the good thing that's underneath them. Right. But um, I've, it's pretty obvious what those are usually um, sometimes. Right. So, so let, you know, barring those kinds of things, you know, um, it's just sort of this, uh, yeah, this desire to, and this need to connect and trust that God sees and wants to give you the desires of your heart, that you don't have to, you're not alone in making things happen. I mean, that was a big root of my struggle with anxiety and unrest has been, if I don't do this, it's not going to happen. If it, if I don't take care of it, everything's going to fall apart. And, and just the times that that I've chosen to let go and trust. And like, even just the, the classic scripture, that's again, so powerful for meditation is, seeking first the kingdom of God and all the rest will be given to you. That mm-hmm. can feel like, I can, but I can't, I can't afford to, to take this day off or I can't afford to not do this thing that will take me away from my family. Um, and often comes back to some sort of provision I find for a lot of us, like financially and different things that are big temptations um, that God shows up and it's like, whoa, <laughs> he, did, he took care of that. I would have never seen that. I could have predicted that on my own, but it was this faith walk of 
he sees me, he wants to care for me. He has a plan that I can't even comprehend, but I have to let go before I can receive it. But you have to be able to walk in a relationship to hear when to let go. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's the, yeah, the first part is like, okay, being in relationship, being in connection with him and knowing like when and how to, to, to let go. So, I mean, there's lots of depth to this, obviously this is, this is a one month, but it could probably be stretched out. So, you know, but, uh, but yeah, this is letting, letting God see and surrender to him, surrendering to him, the desires of your heart is a really big piece of receiving his, his peace, his rest and living from that place of rest. I mean, even we were supposed to record yesterday, Right. And, uh, and this is like the real life for Katie and me. I mean, our lives are pretty unpredictable with all the things we've got going on. Right. And we, it's been such a gift because we get it, you know? So I'm like, <laughs> probably 30 minutes before we were supposed to record. I'm like, yep, not going to happen. <laughs> gonna happen. It's okay. It was good. And it's yeah. fine. Too much pressure. It's going to disrupt the peace of my family, our home. And so I just have to let it go and know God's going to open up another time. And, and here I we are. I had a can- I'm in the office. I had a cancellation and it just worked out perfectly. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's just like that, that decision to say, okay, God, this is, this is you and seeking first means for us, for example, right now, choosing to put, however we are able to our families first. I mean, it's never going to be perfect on the side of our broken world, but just seeking to do the best we can right. within our power to do that. And seeing his faithfulness to provide, it's, it's just that in itself is so healing, like to step back and reflect on, Whoa. Right. Look at well, not, not only that, just to, like you were saying earlier, I, if I don't do this, it's all going to fall apart. And really that doesn't, that doesn't usually happen. Right. So we put our best effort, but it's okay. I think that's the whole idea of rest. It's okay to say, okay, I had all of these plans and none of them are going to happen now. And I find that when, you know, we had like all these things scheduled for this past weekend, piano recital. I mean, I could go on and on. And sickness hit. I'm pretty sure it's the flu, but I, you know, we didn't go to the doctor, but I'm pretty sure that's what's running through our house right now. And there was the letting go of all of the plans right here at Christmas, all of the things on the calendar. But what it afforded us was we actually got to slow down as a family, slow our pace down, slow our peace and and find time to connect as a family. Me not to be hurried, harried mom trying to hustle to the next thing, hustle the whole, you know, whole crew. And, you know, I feel like we've had, um, and my, I think my kids would say the same thing, despite some sickness, a beautiful week at home because we let go of what our plans were. We had this sickness and I, I just said, okay, God, let me just show up to the people here in our home and, you know, and love on them in that, in those moments. And, um, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. So much peace comes from like an acceptance of what, is instead right. of fighting, fighting for what we wanted to happen instead. Or what we thought was supposed to happen. Or we thought was supposed to happen. Yeah. And knowing that God's in it, even though there's disappointment, you know, and there could be heartaches. I think we don't want to dismiss that there's real suffering that happens in the midst of letting go and trusting and, and that God sees that and, and not to minimize it, but then to know that our good father, um, Bless he has God. a plan even in that and through that. And yeah, I just, I mean, it can be sickness can really let us rest in a way that we wouldn't choose otherwise, but to see the goodness in that. Yeah. We might all be sitting like with stuffy noses and maybe some fevers here, but we're all together watching. Let's, I'm just imagining like some sort of sweet Christmas movie on the couch. Right. Like, right. Kevin Fever does set in. Kevin Fever does set in. <laughs> what we do at the Holder House is we all load up, we bundle up, we get in our big van 
and we drive around and listen to music. So when everybody's yeah. fever's kind of down and everybody's got cabin fever, fevers yeah. are down, but cabin fever set in. We load up and we do the holder shuffle around town and we just drive around and listen to music and get some fresh air. So, Love it. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, I think there can be so many things we put on our plate and we forget that what that call to rest can look like and um, yeah. yeah, it's the craziness of just everyday life. Yeah. And I think rest is, a, it's such an important bridge to joy. Um, what, like joy is what makes life good. Like we need joy. And a lot of times we're fighting and hustling for all these externals. I, I, in order to be happy, we'll say we use the happiness probably word more often than the joy word, but I need to have this much in my bank account. I need to have this car, this house, this career. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to have, I mean, I'll, you know, I need to look this way, my body, I need to, whatever it might be. But when you really, I always tell people take that moment to reflect on like the best days of your life, the times you felt the happiest, the most joyful. It's always through connection with others. It's, it's this, and this again, goes back even to brain development, like this, the joy that a baby needs is this joy of like, I'm happy to be with you and you're happy to be with me. This mm-hmm. is what we're made for, like at the core of our being right. and, and ultimately in heaven, perfect unity with God and the Trinity and, you know, whatever, but it's, it's, it's being, it's relationship, it's being with. Right. And so often we're chasing these other things that actually block that in an effort to have what, like the thing we're chasing, we if we're chasing it out of order, yeah, right. it gets in the way. I mean, those things you desire on your list, like, you know, the, the, whether that's health in your body and, or, and none of those things are bad, like, like right. more financial freedom, all that stuff. But when they get disordered, it can, it, you know, it can mess, mess up your ultimate goal. So, um, yeah, that's what we're, we're bringing it back to and, and wrapping up with this final week, this receiving, I think in this all this rest and receive is kind of even as I look at this, that dynamic, you rest and receive, rest and receive. Um, at different levels in like the ebb and flow of life. And this final is like, how do I abide in his peace? So I've, I've allowed myself to become vulnerable. I've spent some time receiving and acknowledging like the true nature of God that it's safe to receive. I've allowed those deeper desires to come to the surface and to express them in honesty and vulnerability too. And now I want to receive that peace as I've allowed myself to be known at a deeper level to remain and abide, to stay connected to the heart of God, um, letting him be a shelter, letting my height life be hidden. And it's so much of it is, I mean, even just this whole idea of like setting aside, I mean, I would say the goal would like 15 minutes a day with the Lord of just like, and, and not 15 perfect minutes, not 15 completely focused, never distracted. Like, let's be honest people like (laughs) that is just really hard first of all and it's not what God is expecting he's just he's not looking for that kind of perfect attention focus but it's just that desire of of connecting with him to the best of our ability and if all you've got to get started is what can be kind of the most focused time of the day on your drive to work (laughs) you don't have people like pull it on you and you're in auto autopilot mode because you know how to do this drive and everything um you know, that's fine. If that's where you need to start, I think ultimately, you know, it's great to, to set aside time and have a journal and whatever, but like, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress or whatever. Like this is okay. So to show up, yeah, to show up however you can. And that's my, my hope is that this, 
you know, if you can open your email each day and either read something, the, the, the actual written reflection will be there. And then the link to the podcast episode, you can either click the link, hit play, or you can just sit and read for a few minutes. Um, I'm hoping that it will really allow you to commit to that, whether that's going to be first thing in the morning or last thing before you go to bed, like that you can say, all right, this is something I can give to the Lord in this new year to just connect with him more deeply and to begin whatever those, maybe you came into this episode with this list of, of things you wanted to prove like your health, your marriage, your whatever parenting. I mean, I'm thinking of classics, but that it would all be rooted in this. Like if any of those things, when you look at it right now, disrupts your peace, let's hit the big pause button and say, okay, like let's, let's build this goal on a foundation of peace and maybe look at it again after I go through <laughs> maybe this, this 28 days of just connecting with God's peace. So yeah, that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Uh, so yeah, sign me up. <laughs> it's good. Sign me up. I'm, I'm going to do it again. I mean, I think it, it's funny. I, I do it a little bit every time I. I leave it out there. You know, I, I, uh, also do it with people and I think I'll open up if there's, depending on the response, I'm happy to do some live interaction and question and answer. We'll see what yeah. I'll just send it out there to people. But ultimately I just want to lead you to, to the heart of the Lord who, um, yeah, who knows you best. So yeah, welcome great. to 2023. I'm excited. That's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, I, I think it'll be great. I love in January. Um, I still think it's something how 92% of New Year's resolutions don't necessarily stick, which yes. I thought was kind of chuckle. I just made kind of a chuckle. But I do love in January taking the time, just the quiet. I love winter. Absolutely. Despite all the sickness, I love winter to have time to like rest, think, focus, pray, regroup, and see what God's calling me and our family to for the new year. Yeah. And I love the idea of having 28 days of guided meditations to just help focus for the upcoming year to recenter and refocus. I think that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm excited too. And I'm excited for all the different practicals we're going to be diving into the rest of, of this January. So I'm excited to hear from you next time, uh, Katie, with some tips on body focus resolutions. I don't know, not body. I don't know what the, how we're going to call it, but she's going to kind of help us navigate those waters in this new year. So stay tuned for that episode coming up. Right? And I'm excited. Yeah. Thanks Thank for tuning great. in. Have a wonderful rest of your day. God bless. Hey friends, just wanted to let you know that if you are interested in joining me in the Enter His Rest Prayer Challenge to kick off 2023, really seeking the peace and the rest that only God can provide, this totally free 28-day challenge is accessible just by a quick little registration link that you can find in today's show notes. So I hope you will consider joining me and really intentionally seeking the Lord at the beginning of this year and just letting him lead you into his rest in 2023.